Hello and welcome to episode 161 of Fergo and the Freak. I'm that bloke from Rugby League Project, Andrew Ferguson. You can find me on Twitter at AndrewRP. Join me once again is the sumptuous League Freak. You can find me at League Freak. Hey, you there, mate? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> That's just weird. <laughs> but I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I, I wish I was sumptuous. Well, we can't be all things to all people, can we? <laughs> I was going to say, just, just to put you at ease a little bit, the, mm-hmm. the definition of sumptuous is splendid and expensive looking. Okay. Uh, that feels weirder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could have gone with luxurious. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I I'll like sumptuous. That. I'll save the luxurious for the next episode. We're sticking yeah, with yeah. sumptuous today. Okay. Now, uh, just in case you may not have heard, uh, the NRL has decided that the competition is definitely starting on May 28th, and there will be 20 rounds. So the first two rounds that have already been played will stand, as will the latter. So there'll be another 18 rounds, and the grand final will be played on October 25, which is about three weeks after it normally would be. And... I guess um, a lot of speculation suggesting that State of Origin will be played in three consecutive weekends after the grand final at some stage. Yeah, which I I guess that puts an end to any idea of having a proper um, Ashes or a Kangaroo Tour, I guess. Well, you know, I guess they could maybe squeeze in an Ashes series, but it's very, very quick, and it's a lot to ask the players. I don't think they should do that. But, yeah, it seems like a really good compromise. I think it's a perfect season length in general, and I'm kind of excited to see the state of origin at the end of the year. I'm happy that the grand final isn't too much later than that. I think they'll still get away with that, and apparently it'll still be able to be played at the SCG. So um, we won't be seeing the grand final move. But, uh, yeah, really exciting. I, I can't wait for the season to kick off, hey? Yeah, no, it's going to be pretty damn good. It's The the 20 rounds, I guess, is, as, as you were saying in our pre-episode episode, um, it's a compromise between what the NRL wants and what the broadcasters, well, one of the broadcasters wants. So yeah, we, well, know, we know that one of them doesn't want any games at all. Yeah, yeah, Channel 9 are scumbags. But Fox Sports will, like, give us the longest season possible. We'd love that. Um, but apparently, the you know, Channel Nine's still hopeful that they can show uh, that slap and tickle 2020 World Cup that they, uh, you know, apparently are really, really keen on. So, uh, but yeah, 20 rounds. I think 20 rounds is a really good length for the season anyway. I think it's going to be interesting to see um, how it affects the season and and just having that straight run for teams, it's going to be interesting to see, like, because we're not going to have the ups and downs of the Origin series in the middle of it. So how will that affect a team like the Warriors, for instance? Um, will we see a team like the St. George Illawarra Dragons be able to maybe continue their momentum at the start of a year? It's going to be really interesting. I, I'm really, really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's... um. And just, just in case anyone's wondering, I'm sure they are, this will be the shortest um, season with a full competition since 1966. Yeah, and look, when like it's not like it's the shortest season since 1909 or something when the, the game was 
still establishing itself. We're still going to have a really full season. Um, the premiers are going to be the premiers. I don't think you can take anything away from the team that will win it this year, uh, unless it's the Roosters. Well, that's the thing. is, uh, I've heard some people say that 2020 will forever have an asterisk marked against it because, you know, it's not a full season. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's... I can't see any genuinely good argument to suggest that it won't be Canada's official because we've had we've had a few truncated seasons in the past. Um, you know, nineteen twenty one there was only nine rounds. Nineteen thirty seven I think there was only nine rounds. Nineteen twenty five they actually ended the season early because South Sydney was so far ahead, no one was going to catch them. Yeah, first round. What's the bother of playing? So they just cut the seasons early and just played a um, played the City Cup after that. Yeah, you know. So, and no one's going to say that any of those titles are illegitimate or less important or less valuable. They're all treated the same, and so this one will be exactly the same as that. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I just you look at the last you know twenty years, how many teams won the premiership that got stripped of their title or shouldn't have won the title or, you know, they had salary cap breaches either side of their title-winning season, funnily enough. Um, You know, there's so many seasons you could put a red felt marker through if you really wanted to. And I I think that this is one of the ones that, you know, it's fine. There's plenty of games that will be played. Uh, And as I said, I'm really looking forward to seeing how the dynamic of the, the shorter season affects each team and if it'll have um an effect on how teams rotate their squads you know i i think of a team like melbourne who sometimes get towards the end of the season and start tinkering a little bit will they do that mid-season and then try and get some footy back into their main team a little bit earlier because of the shortened season um you know there's a lot there that you know we're going to have players that will be coming back from injury that wouldn't have been available uh, if you know another thing, if you get a couple of months on the sideline through injury, you're, you're almost missing the whole season now. So there's a lot to that's really going to be different, and that it's going to be a season like we haven't seen in in nearly a lifetime. So I can't wait. It's going to be great, and I really i I think that it could end with a premiership winner that is a little bit left field, and I'm ready for that. I think that it would be fantastic. Unless it's Parramatta. Well, you know what? If Parramatta won it, I think that would be exciting. Can you imagine? Mitch Moses, Clive Churchill winner. You'd love it. That's all we've got time for today, people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You wash your mouth out. (laughs) It could happen, though. Like, how many... In the 20-round season... You could put in a couple of good months and win their Dally M. So you're saying the West Tigers are a chance? West Tigers are a big chance. Hey, they're going to be playing footy in September. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is true. Mm. Ah, it, it is all good. I'll tell you what, the other thing that I'm very, very interested in is seeing how, um, how, how well the game is followed, I guess, in October, November, especially with State of Origin being played possibly in November. Yeah. Um, because if that rates its socks off, I wonder if the NRL goes, hmm, we should probably do this more often. Yeah, I think that if it rates its socks off, it would stay there definitely. Um, 
and and look there's something about it being at the end of the year that i'm excited about i don't know exactly what that is but i, well, I think the for me fact- i think when you get to the grand final and you go yeah. right ah the the minute the grand final ends you go right we're in off season yeah it gets it's gonna be season. like it's gonna be like five months of just no footy yeah and now you'll be getting to the day after grand final going oh we still got state of origin yeah exactly and the first state of origin series that we've seen where it's the only focus, like there's nothing else happening. Yeah. The only downside to have an origin at the end of the year yeah. is it gives Matthew Johns all those months to come up with the most absurd selection ideas, which yeah. will be given all sorts of credence and people will go, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's do that. Yeah. And next thing you know, yeah, you're going to have some left wing just should not be their players getting picked in origin. Yeah, some bloody reserve grader from Newcastle who had two good weeks. Like it's and it's like what? Why is this guy here? Yeah. Why are we? Oh, why, is, why is Bradman Best playing fullback for New South Wales? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matthew Johns again. Ah, he's, he's anything he suggests is fucking terrible. Yeah, just do the opposite. Yeah, and that, you'll be that, fine. That's how you make Matthew Johns an absolute legend. You just do the opposite to him. Yeah. I mean, to that's the, what his brother did throughout the whole play career. He's, he's watched Matthew Johns and gone, I'll do what he's not doing, and sure enough, he's an immortal. Yeah. And he's not exactly a brain surgeon. No. He's, he's not a surgeon of anything. No, definitely not. But there's he's, something I want to say, and I will not. <laughs> But anyway, it's going to be exciting. Do, here's a question for you: Do you reckon that? Um, do you reckon that the shortened season and this break that we've had has much of an effect, an effect on who you believe will win the premiership? No. Okay, so for me, I think that. Um, I think that it drags a couple of teams into it. I think it gives a team like Parramatta a stronger chance. I think it gives a team like the Penrith Panthers a stronger chance. Um, I, you know, teams that maybe you see fade at points, I, I don't think we're going to see them fade as much. Or that's a guess, you know, we'll, we'll find out. But that's what I'm guessing is that some of those teams, you won't see them fade as much. Um but, and, and that's the beauty of this short season. We're going to find out. It's going to be so fantastic. Well, I'd just say there might be one team that could possibly benefit, mm-hmm. and that's going to be climate-based, and that's going to be the Cowboys. Because the end of the year is going to be played in more, much warmer climate than what the rest of the season is. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's the only one I can think of, but I think that might be drawing a long bow. Yeah. Like, I've always wondered how much of a... How much of an advantage is that for the Cowboys? Because there's there's two trains of thought. There's the train of thought that like they're so used to playing in the warmer environment that like if you get a warmer day towards the end of the season, they're just super used to it. They they just play on. But then there's the other thought of well they've got to train in that all week and it takes something out of them. Um, I tend to I tend to split the difference and say man I think that. Once that you've been living there for a certain amount of time, it's just it. There's no difference. 
our favourites. I think players who have come from Melbourne might find it a difference. Humidity? What the hell is this? <laughs> what? Possibly. It stays the same all day. Yeah. It never changes. What sort of devil is this? You sound very quiet. What happened? You sound very quiet? Yeah, you sound real quiet. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, why do you sound so quiet? I don't know. Yeah, you went really quiet all of a sudden. Very curious. Yeah. This is a great part of the podcast. I know. It's all right. We can cut it out. Well, we can, or we can just leave it in there. Just say this is. We just put our technical difficulties live on air. Yeah. Hey, you know what? We'll uh, just let me talk to the. Uh, what would you call it? Sound engineer, producer. Oh, just poke him with a stick. Yeah. Hey, Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that any better? That's a little bit better, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel no like I, I feel like I'll be coming through booming because I've got this sweet ass microphone, this road. But you know, we'll find out. I've got my face very close to a blue ball at the moment, so you know, I nice. think we'll be fine now. Nice. I've seen videos like that. Mm. Um. So yeah, okay. So I I think it's probably an idea that we now go to. The greatest disgrace that has ever befit man in all of human history, and it happened in the last over the last forty eight hours. Oh, did Peter Fitzsimons write another article? He did. He did. <sighs> you won't guess what he thinks should happen to the NRL season. Ah, uh, scrap it, kill it, stomp on it, and give all the money across the rugby union. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, and Vichy import- lives on. Yeah, exactly. If he didn't write, a, if he wrote about rugby union, no one would fucking read it because no one cares. Rugby union is dead in Australia. Let's face it. Um, no, the the big the big story today, and the one that people are getting so angry about, I, I really don't understand it. Players breaking curfew, and it started the uh, yesterday with uh, well the day before yesterday. If you're listening to the podcast now, we saw. Uh, a few NRL players up at uh, Latrell Mitchell's place. And it was, who was it? It was uh, Latrell Mitchell, Josh oh, Adam. I was going to say, I saw someone um, post a screenshot of Phil Rothfield's tweet about this. Yeah. I know who the players were. It was Latrell Mitchell and Mitchell Adokar. That's who he oh, said. Oh, Mitchell Adokar. Yeah. Maybe that's Josh's, like, cousin or something, hey? So I don't know why Josh has been fined. <laughs> He's innocent in all this. Just unlucky. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Tyrone Roberts-Davis was another player that was with them. There, was, there must have been, what, about 12, 15 people that were there. Uh, looks like they got together for a bit of a, like, a weekend barbecue get-together. Let's ride the trail bikes. Let's shoot a few guns, you know. Just typical country life, really. <laughs> but it didn't go down well with the viewers. Uh, the mums with kids, they nice. didn't like it whatsoever. So yeah. there's been uh, a lot of fallout from that. It was, you know, the most beautiful part of it was that Latrell Mitchell and Josh Adokar put out um, apologies on, I guess, Instagram. And they must have both been given the same apology because when they read it out, it was almost word for word. And I love that because 
It's like, you know what? You want me to read off your script? I'll read off your script, okay? And I loved it. Um, I, I just can't get angry about this. What do you reckon? I'm just like, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm not saying that they should just be let off. Obviously, they shouldn't. It's stupid. Yeah. Just the whole thing's stupid. I think I. I can't get angry. It's stupid. Yeah. They're just dumb, and I can't also accept people saying, "Oh, you know, they're just young kids. They're, going, they're in their twenties. They're not kids." Yeah. They should know better. It's just dumb. It's. It's dumb enough to go out and do this in a group. It's it's obscenely stupid to take photos of it, and it is of the lowest IQ possible to then put those photos up on social media because you know, you just know, especially if you're Latrell Mitchell, after what he went through in the off-season, you know the media's going to be looking for it. You know they're going to do a story on it. You know it's going to get seen, and you know it's going to get reported on. It's just so absurdly stupid. Yeah, and there was, I mean, there was a number of things about this that there was a little bit of a perfect storm. So, I mean, one of them was the fact that it, it played out on social media. As you say, they put the, the pictures up. Another thing was the use of guns, and like, and this is something that, we talked about now pre-podcast podcast. Um, to people that live in the city, seeing somebody with a shotgun in Australia is shocking. And you have lived in the country. Or I haven't. I've lived in the city my whole life. If you live in the country, a gun is actually one of your tools, and a lot of people need that tool. Uh, and you've you've been around them before, haven't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So and it's my... like. My Sorry. old man used to do go shooting and stuff like that out on farms, and it was, wasn't. I mean, obviously, there's a degree of enjoyment you get out of it, but you know, the ultimate the, the whole purpose is to get rid of pests off the off the farmland because they, you know, kangaroos and rabbits, over, they dig holes everywhere, they wreck fences and stuff like that. All of this costs money to farmers, so you get to have a bit of fun, you get to do something good for everyone at the same time, and that's kind of what you use them for. Another another very common and possibly the most common use for them is to put down um, livestock that might be injured or, you know, you can't recover them. They can't be fixed by medicine. So quickest and easiest way to deal with it and cheapest way is to just put a bullet in them. Yeah. Um, and, and then it was also, you know, killing snakes. Yeah. And, and like, as I said to you, at the start when we were just chatting before the podcast, like if I lived in the country, I would have one. Um, and it would be for the five things I could think about that I'd need it for and the hundred things I can't think about that I might not need it for. Because a lot of the time when you're living that far out, like you're, there's no help. You can't just call the phone and be like, oh, I need help in five minutes, you know? That's right. Um, th so when the weapons, weapons charges against NRL players and stuff, the weapons charges seem to be that... Um, Latrell Mitchell had the the license to have the gun, the license to use the gun, and by allowing uh, Addo Car to shoot it, he breached the the license. Mm -hmm. um, and so, what happens is you have your guns confiscated, and you you charges are pressed against you because you know that's against the law. Yeah, and the license and, and that, is revoked. Yeah, and that seems. I mean, that is really straightforward to me. That's not anything sinister. I don't think. No, that's. That's what happens to anyone who does that. Yeah. 
and silly. Like, I'm not saying it's not silly. A really, really nah. silly. That, uh, not, that's, not a, that's all this is. This is just absurdly stupid. Yeah. The other, look, the other one was um, they rode trail bikes, and they were saying these trail bikes were unregistered. If I had a big block of land, and I'm t- like, we're talking fucking huge blocks of land here, and this bike never went on the road, why would you register it? I'm not. I'm. I'm not sure that they. I. I'll need to be corrected on this, but I'm not sure that they need to be registered if you're driving it on private property. Yeah. Yeah. I. Would, I mean, even if they did, if if I was just using them on my property, I wouldn't register it. Why would you? It just is extra money that you don't really need to be spending. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, I, I. So I thought that those when they would they had those things come up. I thought that was, you know, just silliness on the silliness, but it, the media made it out to be very sinister as they always do. My question. Okay. Is what was Latrell doing on a trial bike when he had a perfectly good Mercedes Benz to do donuts in? <laughs> yeah. He could have been doing doughies in a quarter of a million dollar machine. Wouldn't you? Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you kidding? Listen, my dream, here's my dream. My dream is to get a big block of land like that to build fences around it and call it a compound because there's a point where you've, yeah, it's a compound. It's when you have fences, but they're fences you can't see through. Yeah. And, man, the weird shit I'll do in this place. Like, I will be one of those, you know, in England when uh, some uh, northerner wins the lotto and they win, like, a lot of money and then they get buy a big block of land and they have smash-up der- derbies and stuff, that's going to be my place if I ever I, get rich. I hadn't heard about the, the smash-up derbies. I, I just thought they just invested in mushy peas until they ran out of money. <laughs> mushy peas and mess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yeah, and look, these were just a bunch of dudes that we're getting towards the end of this lockout. If this had happened a month ago, I'd probably be pissed off about it, all right? And I have said this. I've been in a in a, a voluntary lockdown for at least six weeks, I reckon. I mean, not leaving the house until this week when I did a, a Porto run. And I, I literally hadn't left the house before then. Um, so I've treated this very seriously. I, I'm not angry at this. That we're getting towards the end of the lockout. We've seen worse things happen. This was silly, st- stupid. Yeah, all that sort of stuff, but I can't get angry at it. Oh, look, I think the other thing that's worth pointing out too is that they did this in the country. Yeah. The, you know, if if one of them's going to be sick, then they're not going to be infecting too many people, pretty much just themselves. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, they're going to do that in the city or the country anyway. I'd rather they do that in the country mm-hmm. where they're going to be less exposed to other people in the population, whereas if they were doing these sort of gatherings in the city... I probably would be a bit more irritated by it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's just stupid. They haven't broken any laws that I'm aware of other than the, the gun one. That, well, but, they got fined for a thousand bucks for not uh, doing the social yeah. distancing, which is fine. Yeah. Like, that, that's what the law said. So yeah, fine. Yeah. Um,. And I heard that the NRLs dished out, what, 50 grand fines to both of them, wasn't it? Yeah, so Latrell Mitchell and Josh Adokar have been given $50,000 fines. Uh, Tyrone Roberts-Davis also got a $10,000 fine. 
Um, they've all been given a one match ban, and there's a sus- uh, and that's been suspended for the remainder of the season, so they won't miss a game. Um, Unless they stuff up. Yeah, and 60% of their fines have been suspended for the remainder of the season as well. So, yeah. Um, I assume that people are blowing up about the, the punishments as well. I've, I've got no problem with them, to be honest. Look, I, I think they're pretty... I think that they're excessive from the, for the NRL to add that layer on top of it. You know what I would have done if I was the NRL? I would have I called these players up and I would have said, look, I'm not angry. I'm not going to blow up at you and stuff. But I need you to go into the three-week isolation from everyone at the team now. I need you to start that. We're making the Warriors do that. And you have to do that as well yourself. I can't have you training with your teammates and stuff. That's what I would have done. Uh, I I don't think I would have added another layer of fines on top of it. But I just would have made them self-isolate. Because I think if you'd done that, the clubs would then have got on the phone to every single player and said, listen. We can't afford too many of you to be sitting on the sidelines for three weeks because you decided to go for a barbecue together. So we need you to take this seriously. And I think it would have been, I think that would have done way more than these fines have done. No, I agree. I, I'm, I think they definitely should have done that. Mm-hmm. I would still leave the fine there. Um, okay. Purely because uh, with any luck, it's it's an investment in them being smarter. Mm-hmm. So you say, right, we're going to take money away from you. Next time, don't be so fucking stupid. Yeah. Seriously, I can't get how brazenly dumb this whole thing was. Yeah, just silly. Just silly. Yeah. Especially to put it on social media. Like That's it the makes dumbest you, part of it. Yeah, it makes you wonder if... I mean, they've got to know. They've got to know that they must have known that it was going to be a problem for people. Latrell should have. I can yeah. understand Ado Carr maybe not thinking of that big a deal with it. Latrell should have known after what went on with him in the off season. Yeah, I mean, but he got fucking hounded and followed around everywhere. He knows this shit. Yeah, he knows how it works. Like he yeah. lent a friend's car, and all of a sudden, well, he's driving around a supposed quarter of a million dollar car, and no one likes him because he's flaunting his money. Which, by the way, if he wants to flaunt his money, he's allowed to. Oh, um, I would. Oh, man. Who I wouldn't? don't have money and I flaunt it. Who, who wouldn't? Yeah. He's going to sit there with a million dollars in, you know, in their hand and just go, oh, you know what? I might just go and, I might just go and do a bit of $10 an hour work and I won't tell anyone. Yeah, Fuck at some that. point. At some go point. buy something fancy and fucking show that shit off. Exactly. You need something that's got some bling. And, yeah. Anyway, uh, Mitchell needs to just chill. If I was him, you know what I would do? I would say, go to South and I'd say, can you just say that I'm on a media ban, please, for the rest of the year? Mm-hmm. And then that's how I deal with it. Take his phone off him. That's That should be the punishment these players get these <laughs> days. Instead of giving them a one-week suspension, take their phone off him for a week. Man, that would really scare players. Ah, that's the way to do it. Um, now there was another player who who did the wrong thing. No, nah, that's it's all fine. Let's just skip this. Um, what's the next on? I was there? I was hoping that I'd get your line out of him after we reveal what had happened. Okay. Uh, 
the uh, the Panthers halfback Nathan Cleary was photographed photographed with several women. What a... I, I I just want to know. Yeah. If, if this is his, um, let let's be respectful. Let's call them his entourage. Do, do you know who they were? No, no, no. I know who they were. Apparently, right? Because keep in mind, Nathan Cleary, butter wouldn't melt in his mouth. He lives at home still, right? Exactly. And so he's at home. Apparently, there were his sister's friends that turned up. <laughs> and I, I would almost bet money that his sister made all of her friends go into Nathan Cleary and do the opposite of socially, like, you know, distancing and took a picture and were like, oh, I'm going to get you in trouble and actually has got him in trouble. <laughs> That's the sort of horrible shit sisters do. So perhaps the sisters should get the fine. Yes, 100%. Why didn't, why didn't the Cleary household come to, come to that conclusion and work that instead? I know. Well, how about this? Because this is obviously what happened, right? So, young Nathan, proud of him. He's sitting there and he's looking over game tape because he's getting ready for the season. Because he's, you know, butter wouldn't he's, melt in his mouth. He's focused. Yeah, that's all he does. All he does is he's a footy player and he just doesn't do anything bad. Okay, shoot, so he's sitting there. At the game. He really is. He really is. Anytime he takes a field, the winner is rugby league. So he's sitting there quietly, just, you know, watching game tape. And all of a sudden, all these girls run in and jump on him and stuff, right? Now, he's a 23-year-old millionaire, you know. I mean, he's come a, on. He's a bit shy and a bit bashful. Yeah, he's like, come on, don't take my picture. You know, oh, all right, all right. I'll smile for the camera. And then they all get up and leave. And he's like, oh, man, I've spent all this time socially isolating and that happens. What are the odds? And then he goes back to game tape, right? And then he watches more game tape and then it starts getting late, you know, 9.30, almost 10 o'clock. It's time for bed. Has some milk and cookies, goes to bed. Wakes up the next day. Front page. Holy shit. And he gets fined for it. Uh, what are we doing? It's just not fair, is it? Not only is it not fair, I think it's un-Australian. Un-Australian. And here's yeah. the other thing, right? If he hasn't socially isolated and he's been fined for it, he lives in the same house as his dad, who's an NRL coach. Shouldn't his dad be fined? Well, no, you've got you to protect him. Why? Because if you find him, you might get tired. <laughs> The last thing we need is him to get tired because if he gets tired, his son's going to get tired. Yeah, we can't. Uh, we, can't we cannot afford them to be tired. I mean, we've only just got over all of our players and coaches being tired because uh, the schizophrenic, you know, general manager all of a sudden, he's gone. There's a severe lethargy issue within the uh, the Cleary household. Yeah, maybe there is. <laughs> maybe they need some iron. Yeah. But you know what? Once again, just silly. Shouldn't have been posted. Shouldn't have happened. I'm not going to be mad. But at the same time, I would say, listen, Nathan, you got to socially isolate for three more weeks before you can have any involvement in club. Yeah, it's just stupid. Utterly stupid. 
Do you think? Do you think anything I've said there is wrong and silly? What about being stupid? No, about about Nathan Cleary. No. Okay, because people are going to accuse people are going to accuse me of showing bias for the Panthers. Yeah, and like I've never heard you be biased. If anyone wants to know. Just how biased you are towards the Panthers. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, the, the freaky here will happily, maybe not happily, but he will honestly be critical of the Panthers when they deserve it. And if you want evidence, just ask him about the days when Matthew Elliott was coach of Penrith. Fuck you. Fuck you, Andrew. He will go on a long, long rant about you know how bad things were then. He, he won't sit there and tell you everything was rosy. I remember people used to say to me, you know what, why don't you support the club? And I'd say, because I'm not handing over my fucking money to a dumb club that's handing their money to this fucking idiot to coach our team so poorly year after year. And then he's going to have them training with this trainer that just bulks them up so they can't fucking move laterally. We've got the most simplistic fucking attack in the whole NRL this side of Des Hasler's under seven style at the Canterbury Bulldogs, ah, oh. and the and the Paul McGregor kick to the corners and hope for the best. Yeah, or maybe that's probably more simplistic. Because I'd yeah. I'd argue that McGregor's got a better squad to work with than what um, old T leaves had. Well, I'm trying to think. I mean, at, at one point he had Gower, Wesser. Pulitua, Trent Waterhouse, Clinton, Pritis. Oh, I mean, this Lewis. But it's a pretty. He, he didn't have one of the greatest British front rowers of all time, though, did he? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> For those that don't know, the International Rugby League is running a poll, and they're putting together lists of the greatest players of all time based on position. Now, this is league freak talking here. This isn't Andrew. Whoever is putting together these list of players doesn't know what they're talking about. This is what Lee Creek is saying. You need to talk to the fucking historians. They're historians. They do this for a living. Talk to them before you put together a list of players. Just talk to them. And whatever they say, you write it down and you post it. You don't Look, start discussion with stupid shit. That's all I want to say. That was League Freak saying that. And let's continue our discussion, Andrew. Yes. Um, what else was there to discuss? We've, we've pretty much covered off the game starting again. Yep. Uh, player misbehavior. Yep. Um, there's supposed to be some player sanctions. And this is to do with... Um, players are going to be put in isolation or some, some such thing. I haven't read this yet. Mm-hmm. Um, around the footballers, you know, when about when football starts up again, because mm-hmm. there's Peter Vlandis was talking about how the the game itself will be stricter than what the current sanctions are in the state to try and yeah. make everyone feel safe and comfortable and whatnot. That the players aren't going to be, you know, the the NRL isn't being above the law or something like that. Yeah, well. You know, it's it's very strange. I 
you know, it's just a sport. I think the problem comes in, right, when the NRL tries to put itself on a pedestal and it tries to be all things to all people and it especially tries to be things to people that have never fucking liked the sport to begin with, you know? And when they do that, they put themselves in bad positions. If I was Peter Volandis, I'd be like, look, we're a sport. We're legally allowed to do this. We've consulted it with everyone. We've got experts on board to make sure this is as safe as possible. And we're forging ahead. And that would be it. And, you know, I I think they've done a really good job so far. I'm really pleased with the way that they've steadfastly said 28th of May. That's when we're kicking off. And anybody that's not on board, you are not on board. And funnily enough, everyone's on board. Yeah. It's only it's only a few people who actually hate the game who aren't on board. And I mean, let's let's be honest, no one gives a fuck about those people. Yeah, exactly. It's like you know, if if you're waiting for the right date for rugby league to start, according to Peter Fitzsimons, you're going to be waiting a long fucking time. Yeah, well, he won't provide a date at all. Exactly. So. Just let's just get on with it, and we'll put on some footy games because they're just footy games. We're not doing anything amazing here; we're just putting on footy games. So yeah, let's put us, on some footy games. And if we're honest, Peter Fitzsimons needs the game to start up because otherwise he's got nothing to write about. Yeah, exactly. What's he going to talk about? Fucking how Gordon's going to go against Randwick? No one gives a shit. <laughs> Nicely done. Um, I'm also just looking on the NRL website for um, what other news articles they've got. Um, who's your NRL man crush? Mine? No, that, that's a question they've got on their NRL website. Oh, really? Who have as, they got? As NRL news. They've interviewed players. Oh, really? You know you've got to a point when you've run out of lists and team lineups of you know best of all time to do when that's your fallback. Who's your current NRL man crush? Uh, Tom Malolo. Yeah, mine's Tom Malolo. How right. could it not be? I know. It's crazy. I, whenever I watch it, it's just crazy. I can't believe what I'm watching. Exactly. Um, so, we discussed this off air, and we've done no planning, so let's just have to wing it. Should, okay. we, do, should we do a team? One of these let's, bullshit best ever teams? Team. Okay, let's do... Because me and Andrew have been talking about these... Fucking ridiculous lists of teams that people are putting together. Just so, first of all, who's reading them? Does anyone yeah. care? Like when there's a clever one, it's like, oh, that's clever. When everyone's doing lists of teams that are based on everything, it's like I, I, I'm tuned out at this point, right? So let's do a, a, a team. It, who's going to write it down? Are you or me? Oh, okay. Well, um, so this is going to be the, the first. We might do a few. But um, the okay. first one we had there, first one we were going to do was the best rugby league team that doesn't contain any rugby league players. Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm ready to go. I, I'm, I, you know what? <clears throat> Let's do it one each. We'll go back and forth. How about that? Okay. Okay. Let me draw this up. I'm I'm not going to use an actual pen. We don't do that these days. No, we're gonna we'll flip it. I'm going to flip my phone. Okay. Jason, tell my phone, oh. Um, red, 
you get black, I go first, okay? Okay. Ready? So, it's black. I thought it was going to be red. I kind of wanted you to go first. I'm so glad it's not me first. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, are we ready? So we're going to go with, uh, are we going to go by position or are you just going to pick a name? Um, we'll discuss oh, yeah, the position. We should, we sh- let's just pick a position and then we'll go with an- the name for that position. How about that? All right, All right. fullback. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to pick fullback first. Yeah. Yep. Doesn't play Doesn't play rugby league. I'm going Quade Cooper. Quade Cooper? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I And like... I don't care. I just don't fucking care. So boring. I don't care. I just thought there was a perfect opportunity there. Yeah. For you to say Clint Gutherson. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. You know what? I'll put him on the wing. Okay. Is that your second pick? Clint Gutherson. Yeah. Okay. I'll put him on the wing. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I'm going to pick a... Uh... <laughs> hmm. Look at the centre. Or you, we can pick wing if you want. Whatever you choose. Well, I thought we could pick whatever position we wanted when we had the pick. All right. You did okay. that. Okay. Uh, I am going to pick... Let's see. Someone that's not in the game. I'm going to pick... Uh, I'm going to pick Todd Greenberg Yeah. on the other wing. Oh. Yeah, because he's taking his money and running. He's got $650,000 they can spend on whatever the fuck Todd Greenberg wants. Right. Can you imagine oh. how many rings he could buy for Barb with that? All of them. Fucking all of them. Yeah. I'm going to put... Ooh, I'm going to put Peter Volandis at hooker. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah. That's you know, a really good one. It's a nice one. He's, oh. he's paid well to get by people, media. Oh. Anyway. Man, that took one of my ones. Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm going to pick at lock. Lock yeah. forward, loose forward, they call that in the UK. It's a lock. <laughs> it's lock, yeah. Fuck you, Poms. Because it locks the scrum. Yeah, it's they our game. forward the scrum. As I used to say to them, as soon as, as like they yeah. invented it, we perfected it. Exactly. Well, we, we called it rugby league. Exactly. It's uh, lock. Yep. Someone that isn't involved in the game at all. Danny Widler. <laughs> Any Widler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I know. I know. All right. Um, one just for my own satisfaction, just to see what would happen to him in an actual game. I'm going to put Bill Harrigan a prop. Ooh. Let's hope he plays by the spirit of the game, hey? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to, okay. Can I pick the other prop? Is that all right? Yeah, go for it. This is this is more rugby league related, but I'm still I feel as though I'm still gonna like be in the spirit of the team. Okay. 
Kerrigan Kennelly. <laughs> I think that she would be she would be unstoppable. Oh, that is that is good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, at at centre, I'm going to put Peter Fitzsimons. Oh wow, the pirate. Mm. You know he's interesting because he wears a do rag. <laughs> you know what? I might I might pick the other centre position. Yeah. No, no, I'm going second row. I'm going second row. I've okay, changed my mind. Second going second row. <clears throat> he's uh he brought he brought the thunder to the Sutherland Shire. His hair's thinning in the last few weeks, but I'm going with him anyway. Prime Minister Scott Morrison. The ScoMo Centre. Mm, ScoMo, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, that, that is a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I think at the other second row, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to go with Phil Rothfield. Ooh, that's a left field one. Yeah. Because he only he only knows one way, and that's in whatever his direction he wants to go. Yeah, he, I reckon he'd be a good line runner. You give him well, a line, him, he takes it. Exactly, him and Scomo on the back there. Can you imagine that? Yeah, a stick. So we've so, got we've got both halves, and we've yep. got the center. Okay, I'm going. Okay, so all right, so I'm going to pick the other center with this okay. pick. Um, you know how McDonald's does whenever there's an Olympics, they do those commemorative cups. Yeah. I'm going to pick one of those commemorative cups as the other center. So we'll go with McDonald's commemorative cup. Yeah. Olympics, Olympic games, commemorative cup. That's important. Okay. Yeah. I think that, uh, they're, they're sturdy, they're dependable. They're underrated, and they always bring a smiley face when someone brings it out because you're like, oh, yeah, I remember the Olympics in L.A. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, what am I – this thing's – I'm drinking out of this thing. It's almost as old as I am. Okay. I'll tell you what, you've you've given me a uh, – I hadn't thought of using objects. That's okay. a great idea. So, uh, I, I, I love using objects, by the way. Look, let's be honest. You're the king of objects. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I don't like to brag, but... All right, at halfback, mm-hmm. I'm going to put Latron Mitchell's Mercedes. Oh, shit. Wow. I, I, that's an impressive one, Andrew. We've got five eighths. Okay, so this is the last selection, yeah? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, this is... Uh... I've I've actually done some talent scouting for this one. Okay. It is whatever tickle in the balls that Phil Gould knows right now who's going to be a great footy player in about 20 years from now because he always knows them before (laughs) everyone else did. So that's who it is. It's the tickle in the balls that Phil Gould knows will become a great football player one day. The tickle in Gus's balls. 
Yeah, not Gus's balls. Someone else's balls that Gus knows of. Oh. That, yeah. You, do you see where I'm going with that one? Particularly someone else's balls. Yeah. That he already knows is going to be a great player in first grade 20 years from now. All right. I've, do you know of any others that you want to put in here? Because I thought of one, so I figured we might just go to a bench. Yeah, let's do a bench. Uh, okay. Yeah, go for it. Okay. On the first bench spot, I'm going to put staff riders. Oh, yeah. Wow. Staff, staff riders is a uh, he's a super sub. You know, I'd even make I'd even make staff riders captain on the bench. Yeah, I'm willing to do that. Kirk Gidley style. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Who else can we put on the bench? Okay. Uh, On the bench, uh, I'm going... Hmm. (laughs) No. Um... (laughs) I I just heard the, the... The gate in the garden path shut there. <laughs> yeah, I slammed it shut real hard. It was briefly um, open. Yeah. I had a look down the path, <laughs> and I was like, that would be really funny to say, but I don't want to deal with the consequences. <laughs> yes. Okay. So I am going to go with... Uh, <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go with... Uh, Gladys Berejiklian. Because obviously she's given the green light to all this. She should get her on. That's fair enough, too. Yeah. Uh, number 16. Let's see. Who can we put in there? Oh, I know. George Clark. Oh, yes. Man. Oh. Last bench spot, it's all yours. I'm going to copy you and say George Clark. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Thank you. So what a team. So what's that team? No, 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 read that team out. Okay. We've got Quake Cooper at fullback. On the wings, we've got Clint Gutherson and Todd Greenberg. At centre, we've got Peter Fitzsimons and the McDonald's Olympic Games Commemorative Cup. Five-eighths. Mm-hmm. The tickle in someone else's balls balls that Phil Gould knows of. Um, halfback, Latron Mitchell's Mercedes. Mm-hmm. In the front row, Bill Harrigan and Carrie Ann Kennelly. Mm-hmm. Hooker, Peter Volandes. The back row, Phil Rothfield and Scott Morrison. At lock is Denny Weidler. And on the bench is Staff Riders, who's captain, Gladys Berejiklian, George Clark and George Clark. Nice. That's look. That's as good as any team I've seen. And that's, uh, that's the best one of these that's ever been put out. Definitely, one hundred percent. I'm glad that we took the time to do that too. Absolutely. Yeah, I look forward to reading that team in Fox Sports. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, now that we've done a team, the other thing we're going to do, which this is mm. coming, this is without notice, we need mm. to do a list. We need yeah, to do a what... bullshit list. A bullshit list. Like, what will our list be? Like, top 10 somethings. No. No, we can't do that. So we can't do that. What? We can't do that, Andrew. You know that. Oh. Oh, How how about... How about... (laughs) We do the top 10 people 
in in rugby league that have been involved in rugby league that have just fucking annoyed us. But they're in rugby league. They've got to be how involved is, in the game. How is that different to what I just said? Yeah, because journalists are not involved in the game. They're outsiders. They 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 fucking look at the game. They they're not involved. Alrighty. Yeah. Does that okay. sound good? So we'll okay, come up with ten, ten, and then we'll put it, we'll put them in order afterwards. We'll come up with ten. So obviously we'll yeah. go with um. Can we, can we put Matthew Johns in there? Yes. Okay. Matthew fucking Elliot. <laughs> oh, whoops. I forgot his middle name. <laughs> yeah, you've got to get his middle name in there. We have to add there. the middle names for all of them, all right? That needs to be there. Yeah. Did you know Matthew Jones has the same middle name as Matthew Elliot? Really? That's yeah. interesting. What are the odds? What are the odds? All right. Who's next? Um... Hmm. Oh boy, this is a tough one. Really? Yeah. Because you took the journalist angle out of it. Yeah, sorry about that. Can I put staff writers in there? Well, I guess technically staff writers probably ghost rights for some players. I, I'll take that as a yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, Star Wars is good enough to be on two lists. Yeah, that's true. All round right. Star Riders. Okay. Uh, this next one. Yeah. Philip Gould. <laughs> Damn. Mm. Uh, yeah. Can't pick journos. No. How no about uh, Graham Annesley? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Wow. All right. That's a really impressive one. Hmm. Okay. Let's oh, go. I just, I just fucking got a real good one. Yeah. Here's ben, Benny Elias. Ooh. He's bringing the A game now. Mr. Rent-a-quote. Mr. Rent-a-quote, indeed. Uh, number four. Oh, we've got four left. Okay. Um, wow, hey. This, this is getting tricky. <laughs> um, oh, man. I'm right. struggling. I'm struggling here. I'm struggling. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, I, I I had one and I lost it. Hey, can I, can I put down Clarky? No, he's not involved in the game. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Just thought I'd put it out there. Okay. Involved in the game. Got to be involved in the game and fucking annoying. Oh, I've got one. Yeah. Trent Barrett. Yeah. That's a really good one. <laughs> I don't want to be a first-grade coach. I don't want to do the work. I just want to be a first-grade coach. Yeah, maybe you just want to buy furniture. Possibly. Okay. 
uh, involved in the game. Annoying. Hmm. You've said Matthew Johns already. Man, it gets tough, eh? It is. How many we got left? Three? Three to go, which means you've got to pick two of them. Yeah. This is pressure. It's it what, really is. what pressure feels like. Okay. Um, I'm going Greg Florimo. Greg Florimo? Yeah. Fucking North Sydney's, the... North Sydney's dead, Greg. Fucking just chuck a fucking rose on the fucking corpse and walk away. Let it rot. Let it go. Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm I'm torn here because mm-hmm. I'm thinking either Peter Fitzsimons or Robert Elston. Is Robert Elston CEO of Super League? Oh really? Oh well, well, Peter Fitzsimons isn't involved in the game. He's a a fucking blowhard. <laughs> so should we go with Robert Elston? One hundred percent. Okay. One hundred percent. You got the lucky last. Ooh, you know what? I I, I didn't even realise that we were looking overseas as well. Because I got a fucking list, man. <laughs> I got a fucking list. I got a ten fucking deep list. Right, well, we'll, you're gonna have to pick the top one on the list. Okay. Jamie Peacock. <laughs> because I tell you what, Matthew Johns comes out with some shit. He is a fucking mastermind next to Jamie Peacock. <laughs> so that, that's a that's a pretty solid list. That's comprehensive, yeah. So who would who would you put as number one though? Oh, well. I tell you what, I'm I'm happy to put Elston at ten. Yeah, yeah, because there's a difference between being fucking annoying because you're annoying and being fucking annoying because what the fuck are you doing? Exactly. Um, should we put Staff Riders at nine? Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, Staff Riders at nine. What else we got there? Annoying. Maddie Elliott and Maddie Johns. Matt, well, Matthew Elliott, I'm willing to put at eight because he he's Matthew Elliott has been irrelevant for his entire career, but very much since he stopped coaching, or well, I say coaching. What I really mean is absolutely destroying clubs for, you know, 10 to 15 years at a time. Um, should we have Florimo at seven? Yeah, yeah. Because at any time, I mean, he was on the news like two or three days ago. I was like, just get off the fucking TV, Greg. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Ben Elias at six. Oh, wow. I thought you'd have him higher. No, I've got him in the same sort of mould as you've got Matty Elliott, where he's just irrelevant. Okay, yeah. Okay, six, yeah. We're getting at the point point again now. So what we've got left is Peacock, Barrett, Annesley Gould, and Johns. I think think Barrett next. Five? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, now it's getting difficult. Peacock, Annesley Gould, Johns. I think Peacock. Yeah. Because mostly he just blithers into the ether over in England. No one gives a shit. 
And you only hear it very rarely when he says yeah. something dumb. You know, it's like when he says something really dumb. I'm thinking Gould at three. Ooh, really? Yeah. What do you reckon? No? I would have him higher than three personally. Two. Because I, I think we've, I think I've got one locked in. Who's one? Who do you have as one? Annesley. Yeah, Annesley is one at the moment because he's involved in the game directly. Yeah. That's fucking annoying. Which means Matthew Johns is at three. I'm willing to go that and put Gould at two. How about, does that sound yeah. like a good compromise to you? Yeah, yeah. I'm happy okay. to go with that. Okay, I like that list. That's a good list. That's that's a very solid list. All right, so we've got those two done. Look at that, people. We've folded. We've 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 gone through what everyone else has done, but we've tried to make it a little bit more unique for you. Yeah, and I think more relevant. Absolutely, this is miles better. Yeah, it's been it's been a really good episode. We've covered a lot of bases here. We have. Um, we've even got some content done. Yeah, that's it's pretty good, eh? It's pretty good. I here's a question for you, right? Here's a yeah. question. Here's a left field question. Just say you owned a farm, right? Uh-huh. And you, you owned it in southern New South Wales somewhere. Would you be comfortable? Would you ring up and say, "Hey, league freak, would you? Are you doing anything? Do you want to come down for a barbecue? Or would you keep me out, not knowing if I had definitely been socially isolating?" Uh. <laughs> you don't understand my question. No more. I, I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't. Yeah. No, look, we've got to see it from my perspective. I can't socially social isolate, so I've just got to go and keep doing life as normal anyway. Yeah. And I mean, let's all remember that you know it was only a month or so ago that I tr- I went I went and tried to get coronavirus and failed. Yeah, you did the the so a weekend of fucking cruising and then flew home on a on a plane. Yeah, while walking through Sydney CBD where the where it was going crazy at the time. Yeah, sat in an airport for two hours, three hours. Mate, it's something in my head says, yeah, maybe it's not that big a deal. <laughs> so you heard it here first, Andrew Ferguson. Coronavirus is bullshit. Doesn't exist. But I'm not going to sit there and say, you know, cancel everything. No. Well, um, things have been going good. <laughs> how weird is it that people use fucking their own anecdotal evidence <laughs> to just fucking wipe entire things out, you know? It's like, exactly. oh, I've got it. This is fucking bullshit, man. I don't have it. Exactly. Well, what's the difference between that and the common cold? Yeah. Well, you know, one's killed a shit ton of people in a short period of time. The other one's the common cold. They're saying all these people are dead. Where are all these people? Where's the I haven't bodies? seen them. Some sort of great, uh, yeah, madness. Yeah. No, it's been great. I mean, people have been cleaning the trains. Yeah. It's, that's good. And the buses. It's been awesome. I haven't had to pretend that I like talking to people. I've liked that part of it. That's because you're not seeing any. I mean, the other people you see are the, the ones in the cage out the back. Have you been keeping that door shut just to stay safe? Fuck, there's a cage out the back with people in it. 
I haven't been out there for six weeks. That's fine. Okay. There's, if there's anything we learnt from um, from Donald Trump, yeah, when when he said you know the best way to the best cure at the moment for coronavirus is to inject yourself with disinfectant, mm-hmm. people laughed at him. I thought, mm. why are you laughing? If you kill the host, you're going to kill the virus. It's got a 100% success rate. That's going to work. Oh, yeah, there's, there's genius inside that man's head, and people don't people just mocking him all the time. Between that and what we talked about in a couple of episodes ago, was it a couple of episodes or last episode? It's a couple. Who of knows? Probably a couple. Yeah, they they all blend in. <laughs> somebody do. today on tw- somebody today on Twitter asked me what I thought about the Bulldogs. I said something about the Bulldogs. I'm thinking to myself, I don't fucking remember. That was like fucking like what two months ago now. We've oh, done 27 knows? podcasts in that time. Yeah, it could have been three episodes ago. We wouldn't know. Yeah, what the fuck, man? We just move on. This, this yeah. is just this is just disposable content. You know, you listen to it once and you move on for your life. Yeah, we're in the middle of fucking pandemic. We're a rugby league podcast and there's no rugby league. Come on, this is the Etch-A-Sketch-A podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> we're still going to talk about rugby league somehow. Yeah. Barely. <laughs> Barely. We're doing a better job than Fox Sports. Yeah. Anyway, $50,000 fine for having a barbecue with your mates during a lockdown. That's pretty good. I reckon... Uh... Think of all the steak that they've missed out on getting because of that fine. Mm. That's the biggest crime here. That really is. Man, I could go a weekend like that right now, though. Just chucking chucking some steaks on a, a fire pit. Yeah. Fucking bush bashing trail bikes and shit. Pulling out a shotgun. Shooting at cans. Well, what's cans ever done to you? Yeah, I like cans, actually. Cans is pretty good. I thought you wanted to shoot at Tamworth. Did, wasn't no. there a story about Tamworth and rugby league recently? Oh, the poor fucking New Zealand Warriors. I right? haven't pizza enough. They're, yeah, exactly. And they're, they're going to put them, they're going to socially isolate them in Tamworth, <laughs> which is a really good fucking name for whatever happens in Tamworth. You're socially isolated. The only time everyone meets up is when there's a fucking country music festival or the meth runs out. And so... Yeah, they're going to put them in Tamworth. So if they didn't already hate Australia, they're really going to hate Australia. It might fire them up, eh? They might come over here, spend two weeks in Tamworth, socially isolated, and then just tear in because they just want to fucking give it to Australians. <laughs> I'd say what they should do, you know, as part of the compromise deal, mm. say, okay, well, if you got to stay at Tamworth, but the upside is we're not going to drug test any of you for the entire year. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm not a drug user. But if I had to spend two fucking weeks in Tamworth, I'd need something to get me by. Just to take the edge off, you know? Yeah, you need a lot of something. If that just happened to be some meth, I, I'm guessing you get like four days into it. I was there for 24 hours and it was too much. Yeah, it's it's... It's an interesting place. I think what they they call it is country charm. Country charm. It's how, why does a place shut down at six pm? Why? <laughs> that'd, that'd be the country charm. <laughs> country charm. You know, convenience is is otherwise known as charm. I don't know how that works. You hear it all the time in England. You know, they talk about the country charm in some of the places in the north there because nothing's nothing's open after midday on a Sunday. 
Yeah. <laughs> that was a fucking charming. It's, it's just very annoying. Yeah. But don't get it. Don't get it. There you go. It. Poor old Warriors. Yeah. Hopefully they... I'd give them 15... No, yeah. I'd give them 16 uh, Premiership points mm-hmm. just for the fact they've got to stay at Tamworth. You know what I would do if I was a Warriors player? I would say I'm staying at home and the whole team could go to Tamworth, and then I'd say, I've changed my mind. I'm flying over to Australia, but I'll do my uh, two weeks in the Marriott, thanks. Exactly. That's the way to do it, Warriors. Yeah. Take it from us, and we're we're not mucking around here. No. Go to the the Marriott, seriously. Do not go to Tamworth, okay? I know you're in Auckland. I know it's not the right man, but don't go to Tamworth. Yeah. I'm begging you. You will not be the same. It's, it's, yeah. We, we won't go any further because we might have to start editing stuff out. But, yeah, don't go there. <laughs> Imagine Huddersfield, but without the history. But, like, I know, and I know Huddersfield doesn't have the history anymore because they closed the, the Rugby League Museum. But imagine it without knowing that the history used to be there. And then meth. <laughs> Um, and heaps less people. Yeah. But heaps of meth. <laughs> like, it's yeah, every... like, there's as much There's as much meth in Tamworth as there is fish and chips in Huddersfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It literally is that, that even proportion, despite yeah. Huddersfield having quite a significantly higher population. Yeah. Man. I really did feel like Huddersfield was the end of the world. It's so weird. Yeah, as we know, there are worse places. Do you reckon you will ever go to Huddersfield ever again? Yeah, probably will. You know what? I feel like I will go there again just to see if I was right the first time. It's an interesting little quirk. I must admit, I, I I didn't find it the worst place I went to in England. Yeah, what was that place you went to that... Uh, the tide went out and it stank. Cleethorpes. That's it. That's yeah. It. Yeah, when the tide went out, it was just mud. They didn't have a beach. And they, they were very, very optimistic because they put a pier out there. <laughs> and for half the day, the pier is just this high walkway over the top of mud. Um, I like- and when you get when you get sick of the mud, you can turn around and go back inland a little bit and just smell all the diesel refineries. Jeez, there's some weird <laughs> smells in England, hey? <laughs> there really is. It's a very unique place there. Yeah, um, that's out in the the Humber region. Yep, East Hull stinks. Wakefield <laughs> fucking stinks. Wakefield fucking reeks. Um. I walked through the industrial area of Manchester <laughs> after the Super League Grand Final in 2006. That wasn't the worst part of England I went to. How about that? It's um, we've only we've alienated a few parts of the world, haven't we? Yeah, but fuck them. <laughs> well, um, I think the the natural progression of the episode now is for me to say, have we had any emails? No, we haven't actually. Uh, no emails. I was hoping that people would send in their, their emails after our episode about how to cure coronavirus, but no, nobody did. 
bunch of pricks. Um, so I'd, I'd want to give a shout out though, if I may. You may, There's, you may indeed. Yeah, there, there is a gym in Seven Hills, and it's called Pump Station Fitness. Now, I'm telling you what, if you're in Seven Hills, you're looking to pump some iron, you're looking to get swole, you're looking to just get fucking ripped. The other side of this, this pandemic, I want you to go to Pump Station Fitness because uh, it's a good place, run by good people. Right. I'm, I'm hoping it's only gym work that goes on at Pump Station. It is. It's all gym work all the time. 24-7? 20, I don't know if it's 24-7. <laughs> I don't know. But it's let's, really let's good. Say, let's say it is, and the owners, the management will just have to um, come around to what we're saying. Yeah. 24-7. You'll make it bugger it. 25-7. 25-8. 25 It's a really good gym, and uh, I recommend it highly. Likewise. Well, there you go. That's our first endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that and a Porto. Well, I wouldn't say the Porto one's an endorsement. That's just us being honest. Yeah. A Porto is bay. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. How come they don't deliver all the time? They do. Yeah. Just don't you just uh, get it with uh, one of those. What, do, they, do they deliver at midnight? Oh, no, I think they close at about 11, depending on where you are, <sighs> 10, 10, 30, 11. Sometimes midnight, depends. Us content producers often do a lot of work until 2 or 3 in the morning. How are we supposed to get a porto into us at that time of day? I know, right? <sighs> It'd be handy, man. I could just go it now. Damn it. Something they've got to work on. Yeah. Anyway, uh, any other comments, shout-outs? Um, promotion. check out check out rugbyleaguepodcastingnetwork.com a lot of good podcasts there all go of the best pa- podcasts are there yeah all the best ones uh, go to patreon.com forward slash RL project do you want to help support the finest rugby league historian on planet earth go to RL project on patreon and donate to the cause because the cause needs you without you the cause doesn't get finished and we want it to be finished you know tony collins has nothing to do with that website <laughs> how dare you Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah and you know what support independent rugby league content producers like this guy here league freak go to patreon.com slash league freak give him some coin you know he's good for it Wink, wink. Less, less than a cup of coffee a month. Wow. It's probably going to be the cost of a cup of coffee, given that the Aussie dollar's starting to slide a little. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's three US dollars. So, yeah, might, by by the time you're listening to this, the way the, US, the Australian dollar goes... It'll be two coffees. It's a personal loan. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. A, but you know it's going to a good... You know it's going to good good use. Yeah, it goes. Everything goes straight to website costs, which they're uh, it's because they're all in US dollars. <laughs> so there's a lot of them. I won't lie. Right now, those costs in US dollars are not fun. Um, and it goes to podcasting equipment, 
such as my microphone, my microphone stand. I've posted details of that actually on the Patreon if you want to check that out. So, yeah, because I, I want to make sure that people on the Patreon know where the money's going and what it's been used for. Transparency and honesty. Yeah, well, I like to do it considering that it's not in rugby league, so. That's true. Um, I'll tell you what. If you've got any ideas for, for League Freak on what content you should put on the Patreon for Patreon-only subscribers, mm. so you pay money and you get you get exclusive content straight from League Freak, let us know at Fergo Freak Pod on Twitter what you yeah, think you I might, should put on there. You know what? I might do like a Q&A or something on there. Something. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, at the moment, what I'm doing is keeping people up to date with uh, where the, their money's going. And uh, But, yeah, I'm open to suggestions. So just, yeah, podcast at leakfreak.com. Flick me I mean, some I've, suggestions. I've got one idea. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll put in... Oh, I'll, put in sure. I'll put in Bitcoin for yeah. you to do an interview with, um, with Matthew Elliott. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fucking way Matthew Elliott would talk. <laughs> no fucking way. I mean, what's what would my, my questions be? Hey Matt, so first of all, what the fuck were you thinking? Okay, yeah, yeah, what were you thinking? every single question will start with those those words. Yeah. When you uh, left the Bulls and they become immediately successful, and then you went to Canberra, and they struggled for the next fifteen years, and then you went to the Panthers, who had really just not that long ago won a premiership and you actually absolutely destroyed that entire club from top to bottom and then you went to the new zealand warriors who weren't too bad at the time and you absolutely destroyed that club from top to bottom what were you thinking (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm more amazed i'd just be saying how'd you do it i would like to know that too how do you get the job at the warriors what the fuck did he say in that interview that they walked out of there and were like, you know what? Yeah, Matthew Elliott. Well, let's be honest. They've also hired Stephen Kearney after him, so yeah, they were impressed. They once hired Frank Endicott. Yeah. Um, tell you yeah, what. Wasn't, wasn't Frank Endicott a shit coach? <laughs> Fuck, he was a shit coach. Um, I'm surprised Matthew Elliott hasn't put his hat in the ring for the uh, Rugby Australia top job with a with a a resume like that, which you just mentioned. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, Freyland can, uh, Castle can get a job doing it. So what, you, I mean, what are you going to do in this? Oh, I'm fucking clueless. You're hired. <laughs> well, given that he's taken successful ventures and made them crap. Yeah. Maybe it'll be a reverse effect if he takes over something crap and he just becomes an absolute genius and just makes them successful. It's possible, I guess, eh? Probably not, but, you know, it's it'd worth be, a crack. It'd be funny to watch, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would be funny. They're going good. They haven't got a CEO, and they might lose their Kiwi coach, who hasn't coached a game yet. That's all right. Fucking beautiful. You know what, Peter Fitzsimmons, why don't you just get on the blower and say, can we just ask laddies to not allow them to play rugby union ever again? Because it's over in Australia. It's what done. Why doesn't Pirate Pete go and offer to be the coach? Oh, yeah. That would be good. It can't be hard. I mean, Alan Jones did it. Yeah. 
Don't. He, he tried don't. to make as well, but that don't. bad. Careful. That was real bad. And did you see his interview when he was on Fox Sports about a year or two ago? No. What did he say? Oh, he, he just spoke horseshit. Not like. He's bringing up stats and stuff, and none of them made, made any sense. Talking about how Bowman had the best wingers in 1992 or 93 when he was there. And it was based on the fact that they scored more tries than any other win combination. Oh, but when geez. you looked at the stats, you found out that they didn't do that at all. Oh, really? <laughs> they weren't even close. Oh, weren't even close. He's just pulling numbers out of his ass, trying to make it sound like he knew what he was talking about. And Matty Johnson, they're going, oh, yeah, he's going along with it, and did not once pull him up on any of it. And I went, I'm not surprised. Yeah. Oh, it's the biggest load of horseshit ever. Do you remember there was a. Rick Charlesworth, I think was his name. He was a hockey coach. Oh, and he people, went to the test team in cricket. Yeah, and pe- but people used to be like, oh, yeah, he's such a good coach. He could coach anything. He could coach a rugby league team. And I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck are people talking about? Like, it's not interchangeable. No, it's not. I'm just trying to find these... Uh... Tweets that I made about. I think the, the interview with Alan Jones was in 2012. Mm. Oh, that's a long time ago then. I here, thought you were like last year. Here you go. I took one of his quotes. Here you go. He said, and this is quoted In one year, I don't know which year it was, I had two <laughs> wingers, Clint Robinson on one wing and Tim Brasher on the other, and they were the two highest scoring point scorers in the game in that year. One scored 26 tries and the other scored 24. And I said, I'll tell you what year, Alan. No year. Because I'm pretty sure that by the time Gary Jackford, you know, left, mm. Tim Brasher was playing centre and then moving to fullback. Well, that's what I was thinking. Like, he was a centre and fullback more than he was a winger, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, so then... I went through and had a, look, had a look and got some stats for him. He said, Balmain scored 66 tries in 1992 alone, and he's saying that the two wingers scored 50 alone. <laughs> That's so oh. strange. I wonder if he meant over two seasons. Or maybe just three. Up. Yeah, maybe. But he, said, he did say in one year. Yeah, that's, yeah, and maybe he just got it mixed up. Uh, he got a lot of things mixed up. It's, in fact, he got all of the things mixed up. This is the coach who got rid of Gary Freeman. Yeah, well, Gary Freeman was only like a a guy that took a team to, what, two, rank, two grand finals. Yeah, and then went to... Did he go to Penrith and win the Dally M? Wasn't it... Didn't he go to um, Easts and then come to Penrith? Yeah, something like that. He won yeah. the Dallium not long after he left the Tigers. Yeah, I think he. I th- I'm pretty sure that he went to Easts, not for very long, and then he came to Penrith. Um, man, he's one of those. Another one of those players that people forget. He's going to forget about. It's funny when, when people say that Stacey Jones is the best halfback in New Zealand rugby league history, and I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Gary Freeman was so much better than Stacey Jones. Yeah, look, I'm probably a bit biased, but I think. I think Gary Freeman was much better. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Alan Jones. What an ass clown. 
Um, anything else we want to chuck in there? No, I reckon we're good. You know what the good thing is? That now that we've got a lot of the stuff set for the season, we're going to start getting actual proper concrete details. It's going to be great. We can start talking about footy again. We can start talking about what's happening on the field, who's going to be playing, who's going to be playing who. Oh, I can't wait. It's just going to be so refreshing. No more lists. No more fucking lists and teams and drafts and bullshit. I agree. I agree. And uh, I suppose we should wrap it up then, eh? Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, hope you enjoyed our team and our top 10 thing that we did list. Mm. Um, oh, bloody unique. No one, no one's going to have thought of doing those. So there you go. Um, thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Twitter at uh, Fergo Freak Pod. We're on Instagram, same name, Fergo Freak Pod. We're on Facebook, YouTube. Subscribe, like us, do all that sort of stuff. Click all the buttons. That's what you're going to do. You don't need to do anything else. Just click heaps of buttons. And uh, make sure you leave us a you know, five star review. Talk us up. We'll, we'll read it out on the podcast. We'll make you famous. Yeah, that'd be great. Get that. Get those reviews going on Apple and iTunes and all that. Yeah, get in there, and um, we'll leave you with that homework. Thanks for tuning in. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>